Blog Talk Radio. All right, we are live for the first time in a long time. Um, we're going to do a special live broadcast. Um, this is going to be a serious conversation that I'm going to have with some former NFL players, and we got someone that's active in the military that's also on here, and Zach also served in the military. Um, all I can say is um, we'll take on sports. The way we do things, we do it raw. We do it a barbershop style. And we're just going to go from there and let the conversation go where it needs to go. And I hope you guys like it. And if you want to join in, call the number 646-787-8192. Here we go. All right. This is Will's Take on Sports. This is a live broadcast. If you are listening, please join in the conversation. But I want to w- first introduce my co-host, my two brothers. Um, we've been doing this since October. The, I'm sorry, since August the 25th, 2014. Mr. Mike Walker and Zach Sornori. Brothers, what's going on? Good afternoon. Another lovely day in God's country. <laughs> Amen. All day, every day. All right, Mike, this is your creation. This is your baby. This is a show that you wanted to do. So if you would politely introduce our guest. Yes, we have Mr. Tony Jones, Florida Gator, and Denver Broncos. I won't hold that against him. (laughs) Also, we have Mr. Jamal Reynolds, Florida State All-American, but all made all kind of accolades, uh, Green right. Bay Packer and Captain Captain Williams. Are you in the, is the Army, Captain Williams? Yes, sir. And, Hoorah. <laughs> and let's get this thing underway. All right, let's go ahead and get this conversation started. I want to just go ahead and start first with the two former NFL players, Tony and Jamal. Um, okay. The owners are having a meeting this, um, I think, tomorrow or today it started. They're having their owners meeting. Um, they're thinking about making a rule that you can't, you that you have to stand during the anthem. Um, there cannot be any silent protests going on. Jamal, I'm going to start with you. What is your take on um that particular rule, if it comes into effect? Uh, if that comes into effect, definitely. I mean, you have no choice but to stand because nine times out of ten, it's going to be written in your contracts as well. So, therefore, hey, the owner's cutting the checks. Uh, I got to do it on the face. Mr. Tony Jones? Um, the contracts that are already written right now, They'll tell you what you should do, but we have to understand there's a, a governmental protection from the Constitution, but these are private entities. So even though the NFL office is a not-for-profit entity run by the government, Jerry Jones and whoever else, they get to make their own rules. But the product that they put on the field, these guys work for them, but they don't own them. So now if you're a seasoned vet and you don't have too many mortgages, five houses everywhere and 16 cars, you may be able to withstand some time away from it. But if you take into consideration the last time they had a strike, they had some strike breakers. And fans uh-huh. get to the point where they just want to see football. 
And if it got to that point where they're upset and say, hey, if we got some replacement players and we're happy with them, then that can hurt you. Now, eventually they're going to want to see the people that are supposed to be on the field playing, the the first rounders, you know, the Ezekiel Elliott's, Deshaun Watson's. But at the same time, you know, it's like having a washing machine without an agitator in it. You just got some wet, funky clothes. So somebody <laughs> has to stand up. Hmm. You got to be an agitator at some point to, to get some change. And, um, you know, we can complain about stuff all the time, but know this, the players are partners. The only reason why, and some of these guys who are owners have never played before. They inherited their money. And there's a difference in somebody who inherits money and somebody who makes money. See, Trump inherits money. You can tell that. But Mark Cuban, made his money so he's more willing to share so when you look at it from that standpoint you know the players have to say you know what if we stay unified we can make a difference the problem you're going to have is there's going to be some guys that say hey, man I, I can't do this i got kids i got you know des bryant you know he's like hey man I, you know whether he's scared of jerry or what have you you can't fault somebody for not wanting to participate you know you just got to say hey, if it's in me to do it then i go and do it Mm-hmm. But until you get the heavy hitters in the NFL to to go through with it, it's just talk. Exactly. Okay, Captain Williams, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to uh, pose this question to you. There's those that say by these guys not standing during the national anthem, um, it's disrespect to the veterans that uh, fought for their freedom to actually um, express their freedom of expression. They said it's disrespect to to those to the military. What is your take on that? Uh, honestly, I think it's a load of crap. Uh, once, once again, I, I, I've been deployed four times, um, and I, I believe somebody who, uh, you know, if when Colin Kaepernick first sat, you know, he talked to Nate Boyer, you know, obviously Green Beret, and Nate Boyer told him, you know, hey, you know, work with me a little bit. You know, how about Neil versus, you know, uh, sitting? And, of course, he, you know, he obliged. He, he, he did that. So he actually went to uh, somebody who's in the military who's, you know, who's respected, uh, got what their take was, clearly said that he wasn't uh, disrespecting the troops. And, uh, and, and I, I honestly believe that from, from the start. Um, you know, I've I never seen any disrespect with it. Now, me personally, I would never kneel. So if I played football, there's nothing that the team will be able to do to get me to not stand for the anthem. And that's just because of what I believe. Now, with that being said, there's, I have no problem with anybody else kneeling. That's your own personal uh, decision. The reason why we go to, you know, to fight is for those rights. And, uh, and, and you know, in all of my deployments, I've never seen anybody – talking about the flag. We were trying to fight for our freedom, for our families, and to come home safe. So, right. you know, it's like now everybody's putting a spin on the flag, but, you know, that that's obviously not why, why it's nearly. So, no, I, I don't see any disrespect. Zach, when, this, when Colin Kaepernick first did this last preseason in uh, 2016, it was all about trying to – I um bring light to um, his stance against police brutality against color people. Exactly. Uh, people of color, rather, I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. it's now mushroomed into this bigger issue um, to where it's actually become political. Um, you heard what the captain said in his stance on it, and I've heard your stance previous times on this show. 
Would you like to share that um, with the audience now? No, of course. I, I support what the captain says, but more important, that's why we went to war. I'm like He's been deployed four. I've been deployed twice. And I thought we fight for your right to your freedom to protest as you please. That's what America is based upon. Okay? And like the captain said, he wouldn't he wouldn't kneel, which, you know, technically, if I was never served in the military or I, even though I served in the military, I would. I mean, and I'm glad, again, that's why we have the option to we, – we can choose. You know, we fought for those freedoms, for your rights to protest, to make this country better. And I hate that it has become, quote, unquote, political when the man clearly said he's not disrespecting the military. And technically, really, he's not disrespecting the flag, if you ask me. As the captain stated, everything he – I can't even – there's not much more I can add to that. This man did go to the Green Beret, a Green Beret of all people, who gave him the permission to say, you know what, there you go. And he, he honored him by saying, I'll kneel. I won't sit, but I will kneel. Okay, what, you know what else? And then to me, and this is my opinion again, the the, the person who really is bringing all this, making it worse than it is, the, the president, who when these uh, soldiers died, you refused to even call the families, which Obama called the family right away. So what? What? Show me now. Tell me where is that not disrespectful? But you know, I'm going. Yeah, you, you answer your answer your own question. Answer your own question. <laughs> okay, but you know, again, I'm not I'm not I'm not serving now, so I guess I can't say it. If I was serving, I can't, I couldn't because I could never disrespect the Brit, you know, whatever. But again, the commander in chief, I got it. I got he's it. Commander, right? Mm-hmm. He's the commander in chief. You know, mm-hmm. even though I wouldn't, I did. I would, I would, he's a sorry commander in chief. But if I was currently active, I would have to serve and follow those orders. Follow my general orders, and I would because hey, I took that oath. Mike, let me come. Mike, let me come to you. Let me piggyback on something that Tony said in regards to that you, he can't fault a man that decides that he was he don't want to be a part of the protest. You've been strongly against. You've had strong opinions about guys that don't want to uh, support the, the protest. Go ahead. Yes, I. But first, let me say to Zach and Mr. Williams. Thank you for y'all service to give me the right to be able to sit here and join in this conversation. Now, with that, some of the things that Des Bryant said makes my skin crawl when he said right. black people need to be more accountable for their actions. So, so, so in my mind, it's flashed straight back. When he was in that in the mall that time, and when they say, Mike, let me, boy. Oh, Mike, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me play a little devil's advocate with you. President Obama said the same thing about black men by um, abandoning the home. That uh, black men need to stand up and be accountable for their children. So I mean, uh, Obama said that. I'm not, it, it, not necessarily no, the, no, the, the conversation, but he did It's a difference. It's a difference in taking care of your kids. That's what you're supposed to take care of your kids because your kids did not ask to come into this world. You bought them into this world. It's a, it's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So if they, so you basically got a problem. You got a problem with Dez is uh, Dez stance. And that he had some uh, troubles in the past. That's that's basically what you're saying. Yeah, yes. Right. And the Dez and you know, um, I can, and your boy Ray Lewis, both of those guys. I, I have busted problems with those guys because now they they act like 
Like they're on the other side of the railroad tracks now. They they done made it and they're on the other side of the railroad track. Hey, y'all, y'all guys, y'all, y'all, they don't forget where they came from. Well, well think about Tony. That. Um, Tony, there are some people that call uh, Ray Lewis a sambo. Um, after the character on Django, oh, where on, he loved his. Uh, come on. The, come I'm on. I'm I'm talking to Tony. Matthew Tony. Tony, what is your take? Right. <laughs> what is your take on that particular term being being targeted at Ray Lewis, um, that he's being a sambo because of his relationship with his owner Bashadi? You know, everybody's got to get in where they fit in, but I feel like if you are silent on my oppression and my oppression don't bother you, then you are my oppressor. And it's always to the benefit of the slave owner to silence the slave. Hint, hint, the NFL owners and mm-hmm. Donald Trump. So if we come at it from that standpoint, you know, there's a whole bunch that's been said. I had a brother in every branch of the service except for the Navy. And my brother went to the Marines. He's three years old. I mean, he come back home. My mom said, leave him alone. I did, and I found out five minutes later why I needed to leave his ass alone. But the, the bottom line is when <laughs> you take that oath, it means something. So I yeah. can't go to my brother and say, hey, man, what's wrong with you because you're not doing it, whether it be dead or whether it be Ray. Now, I disagree with Ray for different reasons, but he has the same constitutional right that I have. Now, True. based on his what life experiences and my life experiences, on? my disagreement mm-hmm. is all the hell that black people have caught, ain't no need you trying to side and I say, hey, let's, let's get in line. We've been getting in line okay. for 400 years, and ain't nothing changed. Thank you. We can talk about the wealth gap. When we got out of slavery, we had one half of 1% of the wealth in this country. You know where we're at right now? One half of 1% today. Yep. Mm. When we talk about black people being responsible and their families, black men, okay, they, they'll tell you quick. 70% of black families are the children are born out of wedlock. So out of 40,000, I mean 40 million people, that comes out to, what, maybe 33 million? Well, guess what? White people are 50% children born out of wedlock. Guess what that is? Out of 330 million people, they make up 200 million. What's 50% of 200 million? It's 100 million. Mm-hmm. Which number is bigger? Right. See, they throw out statistics and ratios, and they don't want to give actual numbers. If you look at the face of welfare, it's young, white, and female. And when you look at the drugs right now, the face of it is white. And how are they painting that picture? So when Colin comes out and says, hey, these are my issues and concerns, what happens is, if white folks don't like where you're coming from, they're going to change the narrative or the context. They're going to attack Correct. your character. They're going to do all this negative stuff to you, and they're going to change the narrative. Now, we've gone from the, the um, constitutional right of due process and equal access under the law and police brutality and injustice, and now it's gone to the flag, and it's gone to the <laughs> national anthem. Well, you, when you think in terms of when Social Security first came out, black people weren't allowed to do it. When the Federal Housing Authority came out with FHA loan, black people couldn't do it. When it got the GI Bill to go to school, black people couldn't do it. When they came back exactly. from Germany, you know, they couldn't get the respect. The, the German prisoners got more respect than the, the black soldiers mm. got. So here we are now. Mm. you got Jim Crow. we got stuff where we were tarred and feathered. People cut your penis off, put it in their pocket because we're going to keep it real, keep it real. Mm. Don't play with it. Tell me now how to protest. My point is, you ain't walked a mile in my shoes. So don't tell me what my hurt feels like. Don't stand on my foot and then tell me it don't hurt. So 
I respect Donald Trump's right to say what he got to say, but I got an opinion too. So I'm not going to be the player that says, hey, I'm not going to go that far. Well, you don't get no change. If you're a middle linebacker for the Miami Dolphins and they pound in your head with Ezekiel and you get tired and you back there by the safety, hmm. do you think they're going to keep you in there? No. Mm-hmm. So if you want some change, you got to become the change that you're looking for. And all this by, well, I got my money and I, I got to protect this. Okay, that's fine. But stuff stays the same, and you out here acting like a teeny bopper. What's his name? Uh, Dez Bryant with your pants right. sagging down. What message are you sending? See, the the farther we go, we major in the minor and minor in the major. And it's like mm. it's not going to get us anywhere. If we buy more depreciable assets, we won't do business with each other, and we are taught that we have no value. Put it this way. Every Asian, every Irishman, uh, the the Indians, the Muslims, when they come to America, you know why they go to our neighborhood? Because it's easy money, ain't going to be mm-hmm. no police regulation, we don't do business <laughs> worth nothing. If we didn't have any value, why do they come here and make money off our backs every year? Yeah, so you 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 you, you absolutely ahead, right about that, brother. You absolutely right about that. But what it, I will say this though: at some point, we have to stand up for ourselves exactly. before we expect somebody else to help us out. Because just how you just said, those Indians and Asians, they came here, so we already here. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. I mean, it's an Arab running a gas station on every corner. And I'm like, how the hell they get to get in Indiana? You know, we, we, I mean, the same gas stations in the hood. Why can't we get those? Now, there is, now, I'm not, obviously, it's not that easy. You still got, you got to get the loan. It, it, you know, it's it's a lot of oppression. Uh, That's right. Access to credit, which they're not going to give us. If they had access Absolutely. to credit over there, they would never come here. So, let we me have ask to you understand. This, yeah, right. go ahead. Let me ask this. If Every cowboy player, all, all the black cowboy players, every single one, which I know it's not going to happen, but mm-hmm. everyone decide today, right now, or, or even the day of the game, if every single one kneeled, do you think Jerry's going to run out there and say, oh, I need everyone need to be suspended, and I'm going to suspend everybody That's right no. now, remember? No. Okay, you think he's going to play that game? You think he won't well, play that game? put it this game? way. Look, look, Trump done been punked a thousand times. How many times uh-huh. do you think he's going to do this? At, like, he he told the women that said he assaulted them. I'm gonna sue you as soon as such and such. You ain't heard nothing else about it. Nope. Because they he talked smack to the nope. yeah. He, he he talked smack to the guy over there in Korea. And guess what happened? That guy snubbed his nose at him like man. Go sit down somewhere. Right. You know. So the re, the reality is there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there, and we get caught up in it. And a lot of times we gonna be we gonna bear the brunt of the the, the naysayers or you are unappreciated. See, it don't go on from being uppity to you ungrateful. So wait a minute, right. would you call Trump yep. ungrateful? Yep. Because Trump didn't go to the military, he got five deferments. He exactly. ran here somebody how patriotic he is. How patriotic is that? Mm. You know what? Yeah. You 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 took Benghazi and beat Hillary Clinton all over the head and now mm. you got your four or five uh soldiers that were ambushed and we don't even talk about that, but you keep talking about it's a liberal media. So right. we have to see the full scope of this thing. But it's unfair of us to expect a Dez Bryant who's unread to step out there and be a Muhammad Ali. See, Muhammad Ali had the Nation of Islam behind him, and he was educated. Right. Even though he didn't speak the best, he understood 
who and what he was dealing with. See, ain't nobody behind Dez educating him, and we're expecting Dez to step out there. You know, he ain't even the best receiver, and we expect him to be the best spokesman oh. for black people. I don't want him to be. I don't want. No, I, don't I don't want him to be a spokesman, spokesman for me. But I want him to be more responsible. Exactly. But okay. see, he he's will, he's willing to work on his football craft, but he's not willing to work on the stuff that we're talking about right now. Right. See, yeah. when I was a well, rookie, yeah. Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp was a Shannon Sharp was a rookie with me at Denver. Right. I went there as a receiver, and I was like, man, I'm a DB. You know, right. y'all gonna get me knocked out. Move me to defense, which they did. <laughs> and and right. Shannon, you know, I'm impressed with what he's doing now, but I'm not surprised. He he's always oh. been a guy who has been. You know, outspoken. You know, if people beat him up to my heel coon because you know he got him away. Well, listen, if that's what float his boat, listen, that's like saying I don't like gay guys, and if I'm drowning, only a gay guy can save me. No, hell no, let me drown. No, I want that gay guy to pull me out of there. And if we in the stocks hole together, and he can shoot straight, no, I need you up in here. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So we got we got we got to keep it real, man. We need everybody on the team because know this: forty-four. I mean, uh, thirty-seven to forty million black people here. If all of us voted at one time, we still a minority, which means we can't put nobody in office. We got to ride somebody else's coattails to get who we want in there. And we're the only group that don't think with a group economic standpoint, meaning white people say government is too big. Well, if government is too big, why it wasn't too big when the market crashed in 29? Why it wasn't too big when y'all got the FHA? Why it wasn't too big when you got Social Security? It's only too big when we need something. And see, 7% of black people don't own businesses. Guess who they work for? The government. So when they talk about they're going to reduce the government, all them that's scared, you better wake up. Because most right. of us work for some city, state, or uh, 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 federal government. All right, guys, that's why they keep talking about they want to get rid of it. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to jump in, I just want to jump in real, quick, real quick and say that the number to call is 646-787-8192. I see a lot of messages coming in. Um, Tony, you're getting a lot of uh, amens. But right, right now I want to ask, I want to ask I want to ask Jamal this question in regards to Des Bryant. Everybody seems to um, not be uh, happy about the statement that Des Bryant said. But I mean, if Des Bryant don't believe in it, Jamal, shouldn't he just say I don't believe in it? Isn't that his right? That is his right, and like you say, everybody yeah, has their right. own opinion, <laughs> and you know, you got you got to support him as his teammate in his opinion, you know, but for the other guys that want to take a knee or do whatever else they want to do, uh, you got to respect them also. But I think taking a knee is not going to solve the situation. A lot of these guys need to, Mm -hmm. need to get out and get in their community, get involved with these police, get their owners involved with, with the police as well and get out, have press conferences, make a, a statement in front of people, not just taking a knee. That's not going to do anything because what we're seeing now is all that it's doing is upsetting a lot of people and, yeah. you know, separating us even more, you know? So yeah. I yeah. just think people need to step up, have press conferences, get involved in their communities with the police and everybody else. Uh, I went to Australia this past summer and uh-huh. uh, got a chance to see firsthand that, Stuff like this is going on in other countries as well. Uh, I oh, spoke with yeah. a lady over there, and they were getting the aborigines together with the police over there because it's the same thing. They discriminate yep. against the aboriginal people, and they were organizing a, a boxing event to bring the police and the aboriginal community together. So I think things like that need to be done over here as well. 
Know this. So, I mean, Jackie, we, we Jackie all got to Robinson, come together on every aspect. Jackie Robinson thought that Muhammad Ali was wrong and shouldn't be doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And Jackie Robinson didn't get no real balls to go against the system until after he retired. Basketball, I mean, baseball started dogging him out. So yeah. just know, Tony, Tony Dorsett, you know, he was calling people scabs and talking smack, but when they said, we're going to take your $6 million, guess what he did? He went to work. So, he broke that line. So, yeah, so, right. you know, I ain't busting nobody's chop for breaking the line, but what I will say this, I have a friend of mine that played ball with me, and he's a white guy, he's a pastor, and he's got some different points of views. And I'm like, dude, you hadn't walked a mile in my shoe. And if you want to know what's going on, get in the black community, get involved, immerse yourself in their experiences before you go out trying to tell us what is and what is not. So mm-hmm. I'm very vocal on Facebook. I have people getting upset with me, and that's okay. <laughs> but the reality yeah. is, again, you've got to be that agitator. You know, you take the agitator out your watch machine, you just got some funky wet clothes. And I'm trying to get mine yeah. clean. So, you know, I, I I have a daughter, and for my daughter to see me as a man standing up, my back ain't bent, you can't ride me, I'm having conversations with her daily. Right. So yeah. I don't have a son. I have a daughter, but I need her to see the example of a man that says, you know what, there's a purpose in my life, and with that purpose, mm-hmm. it ain't to be the baddest, you know what, but it's to right. show you what you should expect in a man. True. So, so true. we Absolutely. have guys that say, I can't do this and I can't do that. Okay. Well, keep hey, you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same result. Exactly. Insanity. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's go. Yeah, my, 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 dad, my dad was a Vietnam vet, and he said that pretty much when they came back from fighting the war, hey, they got spit on, called baby killers and everything else. But, mm-hmm. you know, all change in America has come with some kind of protest. So oh, yeah. whatever exactly. way it has to be handled, it, it has to be done for us to have any kind of change. Like I say, whether oh, yeah. it's getting out in the community, whether it's somebody taking the knee just to bring attention to what's really going on out in the world. You know, we don't own TV stations and radio stations, <clears throat> so somebody else gets to create the narrative, and we have to understand that too. So even Shannon Shaw, he can say what he wants, but they can shut him down tomorrow. To a certain extent, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, he can say what he wants now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They can shut him down. So now, the Mm -hmm. dude Keith Oberman was doing what he do in what they call the liberal media. They came in one day, 12 o'clock, bought the station. By 1 o'clock, he was fired. He had to go on TV that night and say, hey, I'm out of there. So just know people with money, they figure, I control this. And the feudal system over in England meant if you didn't own land, you couldn't vote. You had no rights. And the guy who owns Papa John, he is a staunch supporter. He said, if you don't own oh, land, yeah. you shouldn't even have a right to vote. So don't buy Dang. no Papa yep. John's pizza. He said that. So yep. we have to understand. People talk about certain things, and when they talk, they're mainly talking about us. You know, they say we, if, if, if the Republicans lose the election, it's black people's fault. If Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. loses the election, it's black people's fault. And I'm like, dude, we don't have enough people to put who we want in there, and then we won't put no money out there. You ain't got nobody running that. That's hey, you know. So if you had like they had some Latinos that said, "Hey, man, we want some attention from Barack Obama." So they had an entertainer, a female. I can't remember her name. She got fifty million dollars. Barack, this what we want. Guess what? The Latinos got some love. Mm-hmm. So we can talk all day long until we will put up it's or shut up. Lady Eva Longoria, uh, Eva Longoria from Party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she told me too. 
Well, and you know when Cap came out with this thing, he put he put his money and everything yep. behind this thing. He, de- this he is, sure did. That, that's the problem that bothers me because well he he's a, he's a bad person. He does well. He put his money. He went he went out in the, in the community community. He sent food and stuff across the world to help starving people. But that still wasn't enough. He still he, he still outcast. He did a peaceful protest, and he's like he don't murder somebody. And, I, and that's that's the part that I I still hadn't been able to understand. Well, when you mess with rich people's money, and they feel they can't control you, and you about to affect their legacy, they will get rid of you, and that's what's happening. So. Because he's willing to pay the cost to be the boss, they're like, okay, we're going to show you. We're not only going to step on your foot, we're going to put our foot in your back and on your neck where you can't breathe. So it's not the absence of something coming out. It's the absence of the air going in. So we're going to shut you down. And we as a community have to say, you know what, we stand behind you. And, and what he needs to be successful, we got to try to help him. Now, you see where the Russians in there talking about Black Lives Matter and, you know, they mess with the election and, you know, we are the convenient lapdog for everybody. Mm. And until we stand up as a unified group, group ec- economics, it's not going to change. Which means yeah. if we do business with each other, again, we are the dregs, supposedly. Everybody talks about us, this, that, and other, but everybody benefits from us. The little money that we have that they claim ain't worth nothing, our money goes mm. out as soon as we get it. In the Jewish community, the dollar turns over 17, 18 times. So until we get that idea, teach our kids about STEM, uh, have community stuff, learn about service, we, we have to change our whole paradigm. And it can be our paradigm. We don't have to do it like anybody else. But until we get the group think, it's not going to happen because we're the only group that won't say, you know what, even though this ain't all right, we're going to agree with it just to move in this direction. Because if you look at history, they had to be some agreement on the lies that was going to be told. So I applaud Colin Kaepernick for doing what he does. He put his money where his mouth was, and not many guys are doing that. And some are doing it, but they're doing it on the down low, but they're not out front. See, when you – it's like the general that goes out there with the red tunic on. Everybody can see you, and that's who Colin is. So he's bearing the brunt. 20, 30 years from now, they're going to be talking about him like he's a hero. Mm Yeah. Let me ask Captain Williams. Captain Williams, they say those who um, stand behind um, Colin Kaepernick or these guys that are protesting against the national anthem are unpatriotic. I want to hear your take on that. The people who, the people who, who are kneeling are unpatriotic. Well, the people who are supporting them are also that both both are unpatriotic. The ones that are um, doing the silent protest and the people that support them, they are unpatriotic. Yeah. Once again, it's just a narrative that that uh, they want to paint to make it seem bad that that, that people are kneeling. Uh, once again, I don't agree with that. I support kneeling. Now, once again, I'm not kneeling, but I mean, I'm still. It doesn't mean I'm not patriotic because I support it. And I, you know, I have got into little dialogues. Uh, on Facebook, I obviously have to be careful because I am still active duty. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, I do talk to folks, and what I always try to do is get people to understand. Um, it's a way that you have to, in my opinion, kind of talk to people to educate because mm. 
when you when, when you when you having these conversations with you know white people, and I have a lot of white friends who I respect and they respect me, but you can't all the time just go to somebody's face and start talking about white privilege and think they're going to understand what you're talking about, especially exactly. if they if they also worked hard for their stuff also because white privilege sometimes can be very difficult to explain, and mm-hmm. so. You know, it's on us to, you know, to be able to, you know, articulate, articulate. them well enough yeah. and give credible examples where they're understanding versus just saying, uh, you know, we, we've been oppressed for years. All right, well, we got that already. Now what? Like, what do we, you know, give some credible examples? So to go back to your question about, you know, being patriotic, no, I don't. I, I think that those folks are still patriotic. And the reason why is because, once again, from day one, Colin Kaepernick said it wasn't about the flag. He just used that platform. And, yeah. oh, by the way, I tell everybody, it's working because 16 months later, we're still talking about it. We oh, are, yeah. you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, getting programs together. It has affected NFL's ratings. Um, you know, the owners are actually having conversations about it. You know, the, the last updates that I heard were they didn't even, one, they didn't come up with a decision on whether they're going to kneel or stand for the flag for three and a half hours, they talked about platforms that the owners were willing to, uh, you know, provide for the players to uh, get, get back into those communities. And, you know, a couple of the players who spoke said that it was very uh, productive. So, um, yeah, it has nothing to do with patriotism. Um, I've seen people, unfortunately, when I first joined the military, my job was a mortuary affairs specialist. So um, my job was to bring back, of course, our fallen comrades. You know, yeah. draping, draping their transfer cases with the American flag and bringing them back. So when somebody posts a picture of that on social media and say that's why you should kneel, that's wrong. Why are you using that as an example? Because, of course, that's going to be very sensitive to people. You know, when somebody sees that, they're like, oh, man, you know, that not, that's not patriotic because that's, that, you know, that's what they're kneeling for, and that's the wrong answer. So, um, yeah, it, it's... I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm Kevin, gonna give you a quick different? example. Go ahead. I'm gonna give you a quick example. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. When slavery first ended, you know who the first people were to get reparations? The white slave owners. They got money for each slave, and here we are, 400 years later, we don't get anything. We looked at like we're crazy for even asking, but the Japanese did, the um, Indians did, and it's like. I'm not saying give me some money. Just acknowledge what you did. You know, I've made it this far without you giving me a damn thing. Hmm. So when somebody comes to me and tells me about being unpatriotic, how can you tell me about being unpatriotic when you paid the person who oppressed me and the person who built your country? I invested in your country through my ancestors, built this country. So people will ask me, well, why do you feel the way you do? I said, they said, well, do you think I, how much do I owe you? I said, you don't owe nothing. I said, man, you as poor as me. I said, it was maybe 10% of the people that owned slaves anyway. So go on, man, sit down somewhere. This ain't even about you. So that's how I handle that. The next thing is, all the money that was made, do you think it disappeared because slavery went away? No, that money's still here. And if you can track down Jewish money, you can track down this money. And you never hear them tell a Jew you're complaining too much. Tell a Jew that he can't talk about the Holocaust. See, we scared, we scared to have real conversations. But if we're going to have a real conversation, let's have it. They don't ever tell me to forget about the Civil War. 
They don't tell me that the Constitution is too old. Somebody told me the other day, said, well, because I said, wait a minute. I said, if y'all are talking about somebody coming here that's Latino that can't speak English after 15 mm. years, I said, well, tell me the original European, Europeans that came over here, can they speak Creek, Seminole, Chippewa, <laughs> Cherokee? <laughs> so this guy mm. said to me, well, when I look in the Constitution, you're going back 300 years. Um, why don't um, you look at the Constitution? Because I don't see that in there talking about Cherokee or Seminole. Mm. I said, well, when you look in there, do you see the three-fifths person? The Indians and the Fugitive Slave Act. Mm. See, we have to inform ourselves when they come up with foolishness. Because the reality is, I ain't here in no be right contest. I'm going to speak the truth to you. Either you can answer my question or you can't. The difference with me is, I ain't going to get mad at you. If you you give me a question that I can't answer, I'm going to tell you I can't answer. But see, so many people come and think that you're trying to hold them personally responsible. I'm like, no. The government can go around the world and find artifacts for this person and that person, but the money that we built the country with, they can't find none of that. Mm. So, you know, let's keep it real. We have to educate ourselves and start, like, someone, I can't remember on here, said, hey, we got to do it ourselves. And part of doing it yourself is stop waiting on somebody else. You ain't yep. gonna never get no money. You ain't never get no money back. They they don't even want to tell you that they're sorry for slavery. It's like they're embarrassed about it. They can go around the world talk about freedom, this, that, and other, and we still got black men being killed, un- being unarmed. Jamal, I'm gonna ask you in an in an NFL locker room, um, 50, fifty-eight man locker room. There's gonna be a difference of opinion. If the majority said, okay, this is the stance that we're taking, even if you, Jamal Reynolds, disagreed, what would be, um, how, what would be your course of action of going to, uh, dealing with that situation? I'm going with what the majority of the team is going to do because, mm-hmm. you know, being a part of NFL uh, team, that's, that's what it's all about, team. So um, I'm going to change up a little bit and just, tell you, I mean, pretty much we're on this phone call because police aren't being held accountable for their mm. actions. And, you know, when I can go on YouTube right now and pull up a video of a kid in Ohio being shot down in Walmart for mm. picking up a gun that was on the shelf, you know, that it, it's not right. Those cops should be in jail right now. That's murder. Mm-hmm. And the other kid playing in the playground by himself with a gun. I grew up Within walking two down seconds, the street with guns. Yeah, I, I grew up walking down the street with my cousin with, with guns and, you know, uh, shooting birds and just being little country boys shooting BB guns. But when, when a cop roll up and don't even say put the gun down and just open fire, and this kid is not a threat to anybody. And Ohio is an open carry state. And so if the yep. gun was a real gun, he had the right to carry it. Yep. And he's being shot down. That that's not right. I can you can go pull up that video right now and look at it. Either one of those videos. And those cops aren't in jail. That's murder. I mean it's not right. you, it, yeah, you go ahead, bro. I was gonna say there are NFL fans that are saying that basically I don't I don't wanna see no protesting. I don't care if you guys kneel. I don't care what you do during the national anthem. I just want to watch football. I want to get all of you guys uh, in on this. And what would your answer or your response be to that fan? 
That's it. I don't care about none of this. I just want to watch football. Well, my response that saying, be, I would say got- my 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 family. You know, I'm I'm going to have to worry about my 13 year old nephew going out, and he might not make it home because the people that mm. are supposed to be protecting and serving him are killing them and shooting them down. So I, I'm going to let them know that look, the majority of the NFL is made up of African American people, and these are the people that's being shot down in cold blood on the street by the people that are supposed to be protecting them. So, you know, they're going to have to understand that. Yeah, this is a game that we're playing, and it's, it's a game of life that we're playing out here on the streets being African Americans and having to worry about when I get pulled over for a speeding ticket, am I going to be shot and killed? Mm. So that's what I'll say to that NFL fan. Yeah, I, I, I understand that you want to see your entertainment and this entertainment that I'm providing for you, but something has to be done about this. These police have to be held accountable for their actions. Well, this is what I would say. Citizens versus servants. I don't even know if Dred Scott has um, been repealed. Meaning, are we citizens? I don't know. If we are, then why is it every 25, 30 years, or 25 years, the, the president's got to sign something to give us the right to vote? Now, if somebody comes over here that's Chinese, they're a citizen. They don't have to go through that. We've been here longer than anybody and fought in every war. So when you tell me I don't have the right to protest, go out there and look at the man that had the cows grazing for free, had millions of dollars of debt, and got up on the interstate and pointed guns at federal authorities. So you want to tell me about a game? Ain't none of them got shot. So when we look at it, we have to come at it from the standpoint that we're treated differently. We look at differently no matter how they want to say it. Brothers just mentioned, you can go on YouTube and see where brothers are being shot. You can go on YouTube right now and all throughout the country. White guys pulling guns on the cops. Cops come up and talk to them. Don't even take their gun out. So when we look at this, it's like this ain't a B-right contest. And somebody who tries to tell me that it's not that way, I can't even waste my time brain wrestling with you because you're not being realistic. You're not. So um, when we talk about the two sides of the coin, Listen, don't celebrate the whole in my end of the boat if you're in the same boat. And like we talking about the military, if you're in that foxhole, you can't say, hey, I don't want to be here. I'm going to go get me some taco ass cream. Well, get up and get out this foxhole. You're going to get shot. We all in. That's how I feel, but I know because you're not in the military. My brothers say, look, boy, they take that 22 and put it in the back of your head. You get out of line. You want to. Look at Bo Bird, dog. If you were serving with Bo and Bo put your company at risk, hey, man, you hot with it. And, and what he going to explain to you when he done put the whole group in jeopardy? So when Adez is uninformed and he's speaking the way that he does, he's justifying us being treated the way that we're being treated. But that's his right. But do you think he was he pressured, to be, Tony? Do you, do you think he was pressured into saying that? He, he may have. Put it this way. He gets pressured by DBs every day. And he fights through that because that's what he, his specialty is. So the reality is, is he's never had a whole bunch of money in his life. He's got it. He's saying, I'm going to get a max contract, or I just got one. I want to keep it. You know, if you've never had money, you may say, hey, man, this is all I got. You know, and this, see, football is what I did. It wasn't who I was. And I thought about the NFL enough to get me there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought about it enough to get me to the NFL, but if I didn't make it, I wasn't going to be crushed. I had a a degree and a job waiting on me. So if I got cut the first day, I was going to go to work. Mm -hmm. But a lot of guys don't look at it that way. So just think, man, 
We just talked about going on YouTube and black men getting shot unarmed. You can go on there and see white men pointing guns at police and nothing happening. So when you tell me about the NFL protest, man, sit down somewhere. Well, the NBA, let's, 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 let's turn it away from the NFL and let's look at the NBA, Mike. The NBA says if, if you're on the court during the national anthem, you will stand. Point blank, period. They're not, they're not, there's no room for discussion with Adam, Adam Silver and his ruling in regards to NBA players. So, Mike, are the NBA players being sambos, as you guys like to say, if, they, if they're standing during the national anthem? No. Uh, what if they're I, what if they what if what if they're Amish or they're Jehovah Witness? Okay. See now you got a problem because they they not gonna stand for it. Yeah, yeah, but, but see the, the NBA has had they've already had their rule though. I mean, what happened to us today? Uh, what's the name? Uh, was it Muhammad Abdul uh, Rayu? Uh, yeah, my yeah, rule. Yeah. Chris, 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 Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Formerly yeah. Chris Jackson, but he became Mahan, Mahan, Abdul Rauf, something like that. Mm-hmm. Abdul yeah. Rauf, mm-hmm. yeah. And when he when he turns his back on there or whatever, then they suspend him. They got rid of he him. Was out the league shortly after. He was out the league. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so you so you do now. You got to be smart. Now, if if LeBron James kneel for the anthem, LeBron James gonna keep playing. If, oh, you and know if he don't, but, his, his but, name but, he's already but, made billions. Exactly, but at the same time, though, you you you, you can't. Uh, this is just my opinion on this. You, the NBA has a rule. Don't try to kneel if you already know that there's a rule in place. Because now, I mean, like, I, I don't. What you don't want to do is continue to go down this path. Like, actually kneeling for the flag is going to be. You know the the remedy because yeah, one thing exactly. about the NBA, they do actually have a platform. Them guys, Adam Silver, I like him as a commissioner, uh, and David Stern also. He, those guys always spoke out against social inequality. I mean, they wore hoods, they wore uh, uh, t-shirts, and, and the WNBA also. So, I mean, because they already had their rule, they already had a platform. I wouldn't suggest that. They all kneel. That's just me on that. Exactly. Um, that, that makes sense. Follow up, Mike. That, I'm going to hear your take on what he oh, just said. Yes, I, I agree. They already got a rule. But what I would do is go back in the locker room and to add, if I if I if I feel that I, I don't want to stand for it, I would go back in in the locker room and to ask to see, like in college college football, the guys are. In the locker room, when the national anthem is played, they don't both come teams. out and say, right, right, right. Both teams after, after. And and I just found out was it, it two thousand six or seven somewhere around eight somewhere in there. That's when the NFL finally started coming out on the field for the national anthem. Mm. Let me ask you yeah. a question. And the military pays for that, by the way, if nobody knew. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the military, so they weren't doing, they weren't doing it before. They wanted to be more patriotic. Yeah. So the owners were getting money, millions of dollars. That's what made them start doing it. Absolutely. They were in the locker room. Yep. But back yep. in the day, you didn't come out. You didn't come out back in the 90s. Um, yep. But let me ask you guys this. See, the government protects you. But when you have a private entity like the NFL or the NBA, they can put rules in place. 
But what you have to understand, when you go to them coliseums or them stadiums or them, them gymnasiums, the owners don't own that. Mm-hmm. Now, they own you mm-hmm. during the, the regulation time, but, see, owners negotiate to get the city to pay for the stadium. So how are you going to tell me in the stadium what I got to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the game fair. starts. Yeah, that makes you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so when we think in terms of that, if the majority of the fans mm-hmm. were to say, hey, man, this is okay with me, then what you going to say? Because you don't own the stadium. Now, during yeah. them, them 60 minutes, which will come out to be three and a half hours or whatever it is for the NBA game or however long it is for the NFL, the bottom line is during that time, you can manipulate, tell me what I can and can't do. But before I get between them lines, that's my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you're telling me, well, if that's the case, then if I was standing outside your building after hours, do I have to salute the flag? If you come out and say I got to salute the flag? No, mm. I don't. So now it's yeah. a choice that you make, but the reality is, I, I agree, the kneeling is not going to do it. It's going to take a collective effort. And the only thing they yeah. understand is dollars. And if yeah. you I stop, if money. you stop, if the market dictates, now you got to change, they're not going to change. See, we can't yeah. complain and see if you're talking about, man, I, boy, I don't want to watch them Cowboys today. No, it's, it's, it, it, it is or it isn't. I think the bottom line, man, if you do if you do too much of anything in any one of those sports, they don't like it. Because if you go back and look at Tim Tebow and his career, what he was doing is basically giving thanks to God, taking a knee, saying a prayer mm-hmm. yep. when he scored a touchdown. He had yep. a scripture written under his eye. I mean, this is the perfect role model mm-hmm. that you would want your kid to look up to. But where is mm-hmm. he at? He's blackballed but out of the if, 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 But listen, if, if, if Tim Tebow had Colin Combs next arm, he'd still be playing. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So but the reality is he should at least be a backup well, player. You you got to think about that, the type of player that yeah. he was. This kid can't just win the Heisman Trophy and, you know, make it to the league. And he's doing everything yeah. right on and off the well, field. The perfect. I don't, the, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. You, you Yeah. He he didn't want to change position. Now, I mean, the, the Joker couldn't throw the football. He that's that's why Tim Tebow's not in the league. If Tim Tebow were like, you know what, I'll play tight end. I think Tim Tebow would still be in the league. Um, if he was an H back like Shannon, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> so I think it's a little different. The thing, and even with Colin Kaepernick, I mean, yeah, Colin took you know the team to the Super Bowl. Um, but remember, man, after Jim Harbaugh left, man, you never really heard too much about Colin anymore. And so I think yeah, that's what unfortunately. I'm going to have to jump in. I'm going to have to jump in on this spot right here. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I'm not, now, that doesn't mean that, that Colin is sorry. Colin is better than, I mean, Probably half of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's not. I'm not Absolutely. taking away from his talent. But what I, what I, what I'm saying is, had if Colin Kaepernick was a, I don't know, uh, let's just say he had a Cam Newton or Andrew Luck type talent, Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. be in the NFL. So so I mean, now the problem that I have with what they're doing with Colin, they haven't given him a chance. That's the problem. Get that guy an opportunity. If he if he had to walk away from the contract, he'd still been in the league. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Now, in free agency, this 
this year, free agency of all. Well, he had to leave. He 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 had a he had a position. He decided to leave. Yeah, and when, that when gave them that gave that gave them the impetus to say you ain't coming back. Yeah, but they exactly. told him they won't. Yep. Yeah, what's the guy? What's the guy that we um. The um, guy that took over the 49, he told him that he didn't want it. Oh, he the guy from Oregon? Him. No, from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, no, he's he's talking about the guy that can Lynch, Lynch, Lynch. He told him that he wanted to go in a different direction. So he don't tell him oh, okay. he didn't want Now, and Colin Kaepernick, he, and he had the highest QBR rating of any quarterback in free agency. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hey, he needed now, to at least be a backup quarterback. He he could at least be a backup quarterback for somebody. Come on now. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you heard one of the gentlemen. You heard one of the quarterback for somebody right now. Yeah. You heard one of the well, executives say, "If you hire him, I'll quit." So that's the mentality. Whoa. You got these yeah, older right. guys in there that are saying, "Hey, you know what? We control this, and you don't." They don't want that attention towards their team. That's basically what it well, is. Well, the thing is, it's gonna be too much media attention in in a negative oh, light. Yeah. You got to kill it. So the thing is, if you came out and you were a positive influence in any community, and it didn't suit their need, they're going to create a narrative to, you know, change who, who how you're perceived. And once mm-hmm. they do that, it's like all bets are off. Oh, we got to stop this. And that's what they do. Yeah. So, you know, Kaepernick, hopefully he understood what he was doing when he took this position, you know. But did he, but did he really totally understand? Did he really truly understand what he was doing when he took that thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I, 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 don't, I don't think he knew that it was – I don't think he thought it would blow up this big where mm-hmm. he was out of a job. I, I really don't think he, he thought that. Yeah, I agree with you, Captain. It, it, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think he would have handled it a different way if he knew he was going to be out of a job right now. Oh, yeah. Is he worth the trouble, Absolutely. though, guys? Is, he, is, he, is Colin Kaepernick really worth the trouble, the media attention, uh, the backlash from the fans? Is he truly worth the trouble, Tony? Is he really worth the trouble? Um, if you look at the fact that he was on a team that didn't have a whole bunch of talent, he threw 16 interceptions, I mean, touchdowns and four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy from Oregon said, hey, he was a great player. He was a team leader. You know, you got a coach endorsing you like that. It's like, wait a minute. This guy didn't allow what he was going through to distract us. But now what happens is the NFL can't have too many colleagues coming out there. So you got to kill his image. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got, you got no choice. Hey, wait a minute. You got one of them doing it. That's enough. And we got to show everybody else we're going to snuff this out. And if you snuff him out, mm-hmm. then everybody else is like, no, nah, man, I ain't about to do that. Because you, you know, you know like, that he he got the highest award that he, any person that can get for the 49 organization. The, yeah. um, the players voted him. Yep. To, oh, I forgot the name of the award, but he's got the exactly. highest Exactly. He got the award for the highest yeah. one you can get for being a 49er. And yes. then guess what the media and the executives did? They came and created mm-hmm. a new narrative. They changed the context. They sure did. So when you change that context, it's like, okay. If and Tom Brady, if Tom ain't... Brady kneels, uh, would it be would it be a backlash? If Tom Brady kneels, say he he was kneeling because he don't feel veterans get enough support when they return back from their duty. Captain Williams, will there be a backlash? No, 
No, not not no, no, hell no. <laughs> because what one because what they're gonna do? See, here's here's the notice the narrative change. He's kneeling for the troops, quote unquote. Yeah. Everybody loves their troops, so there's not gonna be no backlash because. The reason they say that there's a backlash is because we're disrespecting the troops. If he said, mm-hmm. no, I'm doing this for the troops. And now, don't get me wrong. Remember, if people forget that that was also part of Colin Kaepernick's kneeling about the troops yes, coming back from downrange and not having – so that whole part that has been thrown out. That's, oh, yeah. that's, that's mm-hmm. all, in, all in the pot. So, Listen. but, yeah, if, if Tom Brady kneeled, everybody in damn New England start kneeling. And oh, yeah. that's what we need. And, and know this. That's if they why love we, the, if we they, need if they look, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We need the if we they, need it, the Tom Brady's, the the the, the Aaron Rodgerses, the the Burger, all those guys, if they if they really wanted to make a difference, them cats need to start kneeling. Then some shit'll start happening. Because the owners well, ain't gonna you know, they ain't gonna get rid of them. Oh yeah. No, no. Well, no. There's only one percent of the population. Only one percent of the population serves in the military. So don't come tell me about how you love the military. And then the next thing you mentioned, Roethlisberger. (laughs) You think about what Roethlisberger (laughs) was accused of in that in that bathroom with that girl or whoever. Exactly. And he's able to come back and and get max contracts and this that and other. Now imagine if Colin had done that same thing. Well, well, well. I can I can take it a step further. A step further. When Rothenberger did all that shit, I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. He did all that stuff, and, you know, they, they opened a battle, opened arms, you know, being, you know, it was okay. But when Michael Vick went down there, Peter and all his cousins, and they were mm-hmm. protesting, they didn't, want, they didn't want Michael Vick in Pittsburgh, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's, it's a huge double standard, and that's something that oh, we yeah. have to, you know, you know obviously recognize. Um, yeah. And that's why it's important. If you get a couple of those guys on your team, you know, those Tom Brady's, and, and yeah. get them kneeling, oh, man, people are falling in line. Ten and hut, let's go. Hey, think, think, about, think about the kicker from the Giants. Them, mm. them, them, yeah. them whooped yeah. his wife up a number of times. Mm-hmm. And guess what the team said? He's one of us. He's a team mm. member. <laughs> We're supporting him. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know how it seeped out, but they tried to keep that quiet. They ain't want nobody to know that they were trying to help him. And yeah. they gave him a big, they gave him a big country. See, this is what this is from where I, from where I come from, a little country, country, country town, walk color. I love that place. Now, kneeling to me, this is because me and Will talk about this all. To me, kneeling is a more high of a praise to something than anything else. You know what I'm saying? I, that's the way I was brought up. When you kneel down for something, so that's why I, I, I could understand how they take that narrative when he, when he was kneeling well, and t- try to turn it upside down. Well, there are three things well, that we have to consider. You know what? That's, once, once again, I never agreed with that because he's not kneeling to honor the flag, though. He's kneeling not supporting So, I know how people say, you know, like you're right, you know, kneeling is a way to, you know, you kneel when you're, when you're proposing, you kneel as a sign of respect, but we know that he's not kneeling out of respect for the flag. So we can't use that kneeling in the same matter. That's, that's just how I look yeah. at it. Yeah, um, so he, but he did say he kneeled as a sign of respect to the soldiers. 
because he originally yeah. was just sitting on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Tony. Because yeah. that's that's where yeah. his protest started until a reporter wanted Porter to know why he wasn't it, made, standing yeah. up. Why was, with, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why he was not standing with his teammates doing the national anthem. And yeah, I've listened to all you guys. You guys actually educated me because I am that fan, Tony. I just want to watch football. I don't, you know, I'm not into all this, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you posted um, that the other week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, I had a, I had a friend. Um, he was a very good friend. He, he's an older white gentleman, and he told me he said, you know, true. Um, during sporting events, that's where most of the change has come. If you think about Jackie Robinson, you think about yep. uh, the situation that Muhammad happened in with uh, that's right, with, and with, with Ali, Kareem, so, and, and 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 Jim Brown, and all those other people, Gail Sears, and all them. Okay. You know, so. Yeah, sports can be transformative. Absolutely, but you know, some, sometimes, I, sometimes, sometimes I say this: I love my wife, but I don't always like what she has to say. And sometimes <clears throat> I want to. Sometimes I want to win. I want to be right, and I want to be in control. And that's got nothing to do with race. That's just me. That's right. So I ain't beating the white guy up for doing that because he figured I got all the money. I make all the decisions. If you was in that same situation, what would you be doing? So that, that you know, I ain't here to beat up the white owner, but if I'm the guy that's on the downside, I'm like, come on, man, you know, we're in a partnership. Now, some people say, well, he got all the money. Yeah, but it ain't his stadium. He don't own me. He owned the rights to the team. And if you lost all your players and somebody came in like Trump tried before and didn't try to take over the USFL, where would the NFL be right now? Hey, 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 fellas, this is Cal Williams here. I'm, I'm going to have to take off and meet some classmates. But, hey, Big Will, Man, thank you. Message, thank you. Bro, thank you I, for getting on. Yeah, yeah very well. Hey, I, we'll. We'll chat later. Yes, sir. And you did it right at the end of the show. That's one hour, everybody. Wow. I, I'm, I've been educated on some things. But that's, <laughs> this is Will Takes on Sports. This is what we do every week. It's raw. It's opinionated. That's how we do but I want to close this show and saying, be respectful for others' opinions. You know, have a conversation with someone, even if you don't agree with them. You might learn something. This is Will yep. Walker. Will take on sports. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer does what? It changes things. Changes things. Next Monday. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Yeah.